What's up, divers? Welcome into the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast, where I take a deep analytical look at fantasy football and combine it with a common sense approach to lead us to some titles. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor, and before we get started, remember you can follow us on Twitter at Deep Dive FF, on Instagram at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, and as always, check out the website, deepdivefantasyfootball.com. And with that being said, let's get to the content. What's up, divers? Today we are going over auction drafts. I'm going to give you guys nine tips that I always abide by when I take my drafts to the auction. And trust me, this is the best way to draft. But before we get into my tips, I first want to basically give you guys an overview of what an auction draft is because maybe some of you guys are listening and you haven't done one and you've thought about doing it. So here are five ways you know that you should do an auction draft. One, if you want a chance at getting any single player in the draft instead of being limited by a draft position. If you, two, want the draft to be a lot more competitive. Three, want the draft to involve a lot more strategy. Four, if you want, for example, multiple first round players on your team. Obviously, that's not possible in snake drafts, but in auction drafts, that is possible because you can get any player you want. And fifth and finally... If you want to enter the fantasy big boy leagues, auction drafts are not for the faint of heart. Auction drafts are very cutthroat. People will bid you up even if it's somebody they don't want because they know you want that guy. There are so many things that I just love about auction drafts. So many mind games you can play with people. And you can honestly, it's the best form because you can have a chance at any single player you want in the draft. You want to try and stack McCaffrey, Zeke, and Michael Thomas, you can do that. In most drafts, you will be able to do that. You're just going to have to fill out the rest of your roster with guys for a dollar, two dollars, guys that are going late. So there's so many ways to attack the draft. Maybe you don't want any of the top end guys and you want to have massive depth and you want to get a bunch of third and fourth round players. You can do whatever you want. So those are some of the things that should push you towards an auction. Some things that you might be feeling that I would say you shouldn't do an auction draft. One, if you want the draft to go fast. Auction drafts are usually much slower than regular drafts. So if you're a guy that wants to just get in, or a girl, guy or girl, if uh, you just want to get into the draft and you want it to be done with and you know be able to look at your team and be fast, this is not the way to go. Auction drafts are definitely slower. That's one thing. Also, if you want the draft to be simple or require less strategy, uh, auction drafts take a lot of effort. You have to be paying attention to every single pick. You can't miss somebody getting nominated, and you're constantly going back and forth with people. So it's not going to be simple, and you're going to have to be paying a lot of attention to other people's rosters, what positions they might need, stuff like that, that are built into strategy. So that's another thing. Three, if you want everyone to have relatively balanced rosters in the league to like maintain competitiveness, so... That's kind of hard in auction drafts because people are going to have really bad teams and some people are going to have great teams. It depends on how people manage their money. Usually there's much bigger disparity in the best team to the worst team in an auction draft than a redraft because, or not redraft, um, snake draft or list draft because in those drafts, everyone is basically getting the same value in their picks. Obviously there's busts and whatnot, but just from looking at a team right away, there's going to be massive gaps for auction compared to regular. Four, if you're bad at managing a budget, if you cannot manage a budget, 
you should not do an auction draft. You will get destroyed. Trust me, we're going to get into it when we go into the tips. If you cannot manage a budget, you will get destroyed. And then finally, if you like being, and this is kind of a joke, but if you like being restricted on what players you can draft, an auction draft is not for you. If you like that, like some people, I know some people, it sounds crazy. Some people like it. Some people, if they're on like that, they have the 12th pick in the first round and they're on that 12th, 13th turn, they kind of like that restriction because they feel like, you know, they have to try and make sure they can get this guy and, oh, this guy might drop to me and whatnot. There's still some different strategy in regular drafts, that's for sure, but you're not going to be restricted at all in auction drafts. So if that's something for some reason that you like and you like that challenge, then don't do an auction draft. But outside of that, I mean, I'm pretty sure an auction draft is good for anyone that's a hardcore fantasy football guy and or girl. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of those people. So if you haven't done an auction draft, I encourage you to do so. And lastly, before we get into the tips, I'm going to explain how an auction works just real quick. And just to let you guys know, I am actually pulling most of my information from an article on my website. If you go into the tab that says more, and then there's different types of drafts. I give strategies on all different types of drafts. You go into auction drafts and it'll pull up a nice, quick, short, little article that's like a page and a half for you. It holds the same tips that I'm going to give you now. So you can refer back to it whenever you want. And I actually refer back to it when I'm drafting sometimes, even though I wrote it and I know the information, just to make sure that I'm on the top of my game. So real quick, this is how an auction draft works. Basically, each owner is given the same budget to use for the draft, and it's usually between $100 and $300. The standard and what I would recommend is $200. The draft's going to be ordered like a normal draft, but for each turn, instead of you selecting a player that goes to your team, you put them up for auction. Once the owner puts up the player for auction, everyone in the league sees the player and can start bidding. The highest bidder gets the player and the amount of money that they spent is subtracted from their team. So subtracted from, if you're doing standard $200, from their $200. The goal is to fill your roster however you see fit without having money left over at the end of the draft. Any money left is money wasted. That's very important. That's going to go into one of our tips. So now we can get into it. Tip number one, know your league format. And I can't say this enough. It sounds simple, sounds silly, but there are actually some other things other than the first thing that's going to come to your mind when I say know your league format. The price tags next to players are averages. So obviously when I say know your format, if it's PPR, you know, go for the guys that get receptions, whatnot. That's the regular thing. But the thing that's different also for auction drafts is the price tags next to players It's not an average for whatever league type you're drafting in. So if you're drafting PPR, those average like price tags next to the players you see when you're drafting are not their PPR prices. That's their average price. So you can basically assume that's half PPR that their average price is because most places like Yahoo, for example, which is where you where I hold my auction drafts because on Sleeper they don't have it yet. Um, So Yahoo's always half PPR. That's their default. So it's probably half PPR. So know that the price tags next to the players as well should be a little bit higher for the guys with high receptions, guys with low receptions like Derrick Henry. Knock that price down a little bit. That would be the average. So that's super important to know. Then number two, know your league mates. This is obviously only for people that are in like leagues with their friends and whatnot. But think about your league mates. For example, if you have two diehard Seahawks fans, 
Maybe you elect Russell Wilson in the beginning of the draft and watch the two Seahawks fans overbid each other on Russell Wilson. And one of them spent way too much money on a quarterback. That's awesome for you. Then you can happily wave by to that money that might have been used to outbid you on your favorite player. Because people are unpredictable. You know like what people, what players are supposed to go for. But honestly, in auction drafts, it can get so crazy. Like you'll see Amari Cooper go for $15 in one auction draft and go for 50 in another. It's insane. So it's just very important to know your league mates. Try and play off of your league mates. And also another thing is when I say know your league mates, look at their team, pay attention to their team. Because as you get farther, farther into the draft, and this takes some time, so you gotta you gotta practice, you gotta get quick with it. But if you can go through the teams real quick and see, you know, oh, like nine people out of the twelve have a quarterback, and there's like two, three quarterbacks I like on the board, I'm not gonna worry about spending money on the quarterback position because I know that I can get it late for probably a cheap price. So you want to pay attention to things like that. That's really going to help you. So those are the first two tips. Tip number three, elect your busts early. Whoever in your mind is a bust, elect them early on. And this is why. People will always give you different strategies of who you should elect and why. This is my preference. I love electing people that I do not want on my team in the beginning of the draft. And this is why. Because it will fill people's rosters one take away money from them two discourage them from bidding high on another player at that position three and the best part is you wouldn't have rostered that person for half the price for example a big guy for me is Nick Chubb I think Nick Chubb is going not in auction drafts because we don't have too too much data on auction drafts right now but in redrafts and dynasty and whatnot Nick Chubb is going way higher than I like him so I already know from the jump, when I get into an auction draft, I'm electing Nick Chubb right from the start because somebody's going to spend way more money than I would spend on him. And now they think they have their RB1 spot locked in. So the next time somebody that I do like, like a Miles Sanders or a Alvin Kamara gets elected, they're less likely to bid high on that player because they already have their running back. And it didn't hurt me at all because it's not somebody I'm not interested in or somebody that I am interested in. So elect the guys that you don't want, and it's going to fill people's rosters and take away some money that they might use to outbid you. I love doing that. That's number three. Number four, save 10%. This is super important. This is the amount of your budget, this 10%, that you want after your starting lineup is filled. By the time most people's starters are filled out, people are just players are just going for a few dollars. If you have $20 left to fill your bench, opposed to other people having 10 or 11 or 12, you will be almost you will almost be able to get anybody that you want. A lot of times these can be great deals. For example, this year, Ronald Jones, you might get him for five bucks when he should probably be going for 12 to 20. You can get him for $5 if you manage your, your budget right and you have that save 10%. Because a lot of people, if they go into the draft heavy and aggressive and all the good players, all the first rounders, second rounders, third rounders are going super expensive, all the mid-round guys that should be in that 10 to $25 range are going to be between 2 and $8. And if you have the most money at the end of the draft like that, that's going to be perfect for you. You can get all of them. So like I said, Ronald Jones for $5. That's a good example. Jameson Crowder for $2. Tyler Higby for $4. All those guys should be going for way more than that. And their actual price in auction drafts on Yahoo is showing for a lot more than that. So it's a great way to get players. 
And also, just side note, I don't know if you can tell, but or if you can hear them, but my dogs are going crazy in the background. It's kind of distracting me. So if I say anything that sounds weird, that's probably why. Um, I'm going to do my best to focus. Let's keep this going. Number five, watch other people's budgets. If everyone is passive in the beginning and players are not going for all that much, you need to capitalize on that. McCaffrey should not go for less than $70 or $65. If he's going for like 60 and he's sitting there and the timer on the the opportunity to bid on somebody is at three seconds, you need to put your bid in. Don't play that game where you wait till the last second because sometimes the software might miss your touch at the last second or whatnot. You don't want to play that game. So if everyone's being passive, take advantage and get some high price guys for cheaper than they should be going. Also, if everyone's passive, you have to keep in mind, that means that they're going to have more money left over later on. So guys that you were planning on getting with that save 10%, it's going to be harder to get those guys because everybody is saving 10%. Some people are saving 20%. So honestly, it's watch other people's budgets, but it's also kind of when they zig, you zag. When they zag, you zig. Do the opposite of what others are doing. If everyone is going super, super aggressive and spending way more than the prices listed next to players in the beginning, sit back, watch, relax, wait a little bit. Then get all of the second rounders and third rounders that you should not be able to pair together. And you're getting them because everyone spent so much money on those first rounders. And like I said, in the opposite situation if everyone's being passive then go ahead and get some first rounders get two three first rounders on your roster it's going to be sick and they're going to regret it because they're going to be all bidding like thirty dollars on a late round receiver like a maybe trying to think of somebody off the top of my head like an aj green when he should be going for like 15 you know like a mid-round seventh eighth round receiver type guy so that's something that's super important and honestly it builds into Tip number six. Tip number six is watch other people's budgets part two. I didn't know how else to label it, but it is different. For example, you do the save 10%, but you notice somebody else saved about 15%. They've got more money than you. So let's say you and player B are both the two people with the most money in the room when it comes down to you know, the later rounds of the draft. And there are some really juicy names on the board. Look at his roster and see what he needs. Then once you find that that need on his roster, elect a player when it's your turn at that position that is generally like loved or sought after that you don't care for. Because once you get him to spend that money and fill that spot, and you have the edge in money, you can take over the draft. Once you have the most money, as it gets later on, that draft is yours. You own everyone in that draft room. If you both have $15 and it's getting late, elect a player you know he wants. If there's not a a clear position he needs, elect someone you know he wants. So he can get that player, and now you have the edge. Trust me, you want those few extra dollars when everyone is stuck in the dollar bin. The dollar bin is basically when everyone can only bid up to a dollar because they need to fill their whole roster. So if someone has $8 left and they have eight bench spots, they can only bid a dollar per player. When everyone gets to that dollar bin, if you have you know, 10 roster spots and $15, anytime someone elects somebody for a dollar, you could take them for two. Boom, that player's yours. Boom, that player's yours. And you can do that over and over and over. 
So trust me, you're going to want a few extra dollars compared to everyone else when it gets to the dollar bin. Because at that point, if everyone gets to where they only have $1, it's basically a snake draft. Tip number seven. So five and six were both about budgets, right? Seven is do not leave the draft with money. It's pretty simple. You can't take it home. The last thing you want is $30 left in your pocket when the draft is over. And that's important because, yes, you want to have the most money towards the end of the draft, but you don't want to have too much. It's a very difficult balance, trust me, and that's what I love about auction drafts. It's very difficult to get this right every time. You have to practice, practice, practice. $30 is a big difference, and I promise you every auction draft I do, I see like legit auction drafts, not just practicing with like bots on Yahoo or whatnot when I play with actual people. There's always somebody with between $20 and $40 left when the draft is over. And trust me, they're feeling like crap. And if they're not feeling like crap, they should be, and they're not paying attention. Because $30 is the difference this year between a Melvin Gordon and a Christian McCaffrey. The number one running back and a RB2. It's insane. So trust me, don't like be too shy with your money. Make sure you get the guys you want. And don't save too much towards the end, but try and get that balance. And it sounds hard. It is. But that's why my tip number eight is practice. The only way to be good at auction drafts is to practice them. Do mock drafts. The hardest part about auction drafts is finding the value and knowing how to walk the line between between having a decent amount of money at the end without letting it go to waste. Practice truly does make perfect. And lastly, tip Number nine, be flexible. This may be the most important thing. I can tell you numerous accounts of when I, myself, back in the day, or a friend was not flexible in an auction draft and it screwed us. If you go into a draft, for example, saying, I did all my research, I know the average prices all these guys are going for. In my $200 budget, I can fit a Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara a Devontae Adams, and then after those three, I'm going to get, you know, really cheap and wait for the cheaper guys and grab a Tyler Boyd or a Devontae Parker or Ronald Jones or Cam Akers or whatnot, and then build it out to where you have like $10 left in your budget just so you can spend a little bit more on players. Trust me, that doesn't work. It sounds like it would work, especially if you're setting money on the side, like extra money that you're not accounting for so that you can use that to bid more than you need, but trust me, that is going to screw you. Every single time that I or somebody else I know has done that, we have gotten screwed. And this is the reason why. People are unpredictable. You could run the exact same auction draft, same settings, same everything with the same managers. Back to back. No news changing from like a week's worth of time. Nothing. You could go back to back, run the same auction drafts with the same people And you will see in one draft, player A go for $20, and in the next draft, he goes for $40. Or someone goes for $2, and in the next one, he goes for $17. It's always crazy in auction drafts. You never know who's going to go for what. So if you go in with an estimated price on players that you want, you're going to get screwed. You got to be liquid. You got to be water. You got to be able to change to the shape and the tone and the speed and the values of the draft. That's just how auction drafts are. It's tough. But that's what makes it great. Remember, 99% of the time you do that, it's going to blow up in your face. So don't do it. Instead, this is what I prefer doing. Know the guys you like, 
but have a bunch of them. Don't focus in, don't have tunnel vision, don't think about specific guys. Just have a group of guys, you know, oh, I like these five running backs, six, seven running backs as my RB1. Any of these guys as an RB2 would be great. This wide receiver is really great, but there's also four other receivers that I like almost as much as him, and I might get them instead. You know, have those groups of guys, and then when you want to get specific, that's for the later rounds, or technically not rounds, because anybody can get elected at any time, but later in terms of like how much money you're spending on them. So the che- for the cheaper guys, basically. Know the guys specifically that are usually cheaper because those are the ones you can keep an eye on and probably get in most cases if you, you know, manage your money right. If you do everything that we've talked about so far up to this point, if you do those things right, <clears throat> you should be able to get any of the later guys you want. For me, Tyler Boyd is my guy. I'm sure you guys already know that. Tyler Boyd and Tyler Higby. Both of them are two guys that I really like getting, especially in auction drafts because I don't have to worry about reaching on them and them getting back to me. Once they get elected, I can bid on them. And usually I manage my money right and I have more money than everyone in the room when it comes to the end or just about. And I'm able to get a Tyler Boyd or a Tyler Higby every time for a decent price and sometimes a steal of a price because they're not super valued guys in drafts right now. And a lot of times, mid-round guys, which Tyler Boyd and Higby are in the 7th and 8th rounds, usually they're going for like 4 or $5 in drafts. Tyler Boyd might be going for 7 But I mean, honestly, according to my ranking, I would spend up to $30, $35 on Boyd, and I'm never going to have to spend more than like 15 at the most for him if I'm in a room with another guy who likes him as much as me. So that's something that you can focus on is the guys that are later on. And then lastly, those are the nine tips, and we're going to just run over the titles real quick. But another thing that I I noticed is you have to practice with real people. If you practice your mock drafts just in rooms with bots, and it's hard. It's hard to get, like maybe get a group of friends or people that you know are interested. You can even go on Twitter and just say, does anyone want to do a auction mock draft with me on Yahoo and set out the link? You could even tag me if you want. I'll retweet it for you, try and help you get it filled. I might join myself. Um, So, you know, you want to play with real people because that's going to give you a real simulation. When you do it with the bots, the bots only ever deviate like $5 from the averages, which is nowhere near um, how it is in real drafts. Like I just did a auction mock draft on Yahoo about two hours ago. And I wasn't able to get anybody in the room. I didn't tweet out about it or anything. Otherwise, I definitely would have gotten it filled. I just got in one real quick just to make sure there wasn't anything I missed in terms of the ways that I attack auction drafts before I did this podcast. And one thing I noticed was my team was way too good, like not even possible to be that good. Because what I ended up doing was I got McCaffrey and Kamara right from the start, like the first and third picks off the board. I spent a lot of money on them. And then all the bots were spending, you know, a decent amount of money on all the other players. And they all ran out of money so quick that I was able to get Amari Cooper for like $10, which is ridiculous. It's not going to happen in reality. Of course not. And I got DJ Chark for $3, DK Metcalf for $3, Terry McLaurin for $3. Like my team looks like I had two first round picks And then all the rest of my picks were before the seventh round or sixth round. So you want to make sure you get in drafts with real people. And with that said, here are the nine tips overall for how to approach your auction drafts. One, know your league format. Two, 
Know your league mates. Three, elect your busts early. Four, save 10%. Five, watch other people's budgets in terms of positions that they need. Six, watch other people's budgets in terms of how much money do they have compared to you in the end of drafts. Seven, don't leave the draft with money. You can't pocket it. You can't put it towards fab. Actually, some leagues do that, but most don't. So don't leave the draft with money. Make sure you spend it all. Eight, practice. And nine, be flexible. And lastly, one other thing that I just thought of. If you find yourself on the clock for a nomination, and usually you don't get much time to nominate. It's like 20 seconds, 30 seconds. It's not like making a draft pick because you're not getting the player. You're just putting them up. If you're on the block to nominate and you don't know who the heck you're going to nominate, let's say you were just going through other teams trying to figure out some strategy or whatnot and you weren't paying attention and now it's your turn, this is my default, always. If you don't have that opportunity to go elect somebody that you deem a bust, go to the kicker or defense section if you have those in your league and elect the number one defense or the number one kicker. It's a win-win situation and here's why. If you elect the number one defense, so the 49ers, obviously, if you elect the 49ers and you get them, you just got the best defense for a dollar. Usually defenses are hard to, you know, project for the future, but it's fine. I mean, it's, you got them for a dollar and they're probably still going to be a great defense either way. And that's situation one. Situation two, some idiot spends three to five dollars on the defense that you elected and now they're out of pocket. They, they just got their money out of pocket because they probably could have got that defense at the end for $2, $1, and you just had them spend 3 to 5 I kid you not, I was in an auction draft one time uh, last year, and I nominated the, I think it was the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken. I nominated the Ravens because I was shuffling. I was going through everyone's teams trying to figure out, like, basically what I could do in terms of how long I could wait for my quarterback, how many people already had quarterbacks, whatnot. And it came up to me real quick, and I was like, oh, shoot, I need to find somebody to elect. And I didn't, I wasn't ready for it. So I went to the defense. I elected the Ravens defense. They went for eight bucks. Eight dollars. Eight dollars for a defense that you're probably not even going to have on your team for most of the season because usually you're streaming defenses. Unless you had the Patriots last year, you were probably streaming defenses. So it's a win win situation. You either get the number one defense or somebody wastes money on the defense. Same thing with kickers. If you already did it with the defense and it happens to you again, put Justin Tucker on the block. You either get him for a dollar or some idiot spends money on a kicker. So either way, it's a win-win. And that is it. That will have it. That is a super quick podcast for me. That is probably the fastest one ever. It looks like we're at about 27 minutes here. So I hope you guys have a good one. Reach out to me if you have any other questions about auction, auction drafts. Jeez, I cannot say that word today. Um, reach out to me if you have any questions about them. I will gladly answer them for you. If you ever want me to join you in a mock or you want me to retweet a link for trying to get people to fill a mock for you, let me know. I'll definitely help out with that. I love helping you guys out. If you like the pod, like and review it or send me a rating or give me a rating or whatnot. It really helps me out. I'm still growing. You know, I just started getting super consistent with the podcast about January or February means a lot. Thank you guys. As always, keep diving deep, find more info, find ways to dominate your leagues. I hope that I can supplement some information for you guys in that manner, help you guys win drafts too. 
Have a good one, guys. Peace.